worship you. So we lift our voices and declare, way make miracle work, promise keep light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. Way make miracle work, promise keep light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. You are here, moving in our midst, and I worship you, I worship you. You are here, you're working in I worship you, yes I worship you, so we declare you are way make miracle work, promise keep light in the darkness, my God that is who you are, you'll never leave us or forsake us, we declare today, way make miracle work, Promise keep light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. Even when I don't see it, your work, and even when I don't feel it, your work, you never stop, you never stop working, you never stop, you never stop working. Even when I don't see it, you're working. And even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop. You never stop working. You never stop. If you could sing that with us today. Even when I don't see it, you're working. And even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop. You never stop working. You never stop. You never, one more time, declare it. Even when I don't see it, you're working. And even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop, you never stop working. You never stop, you never stop working. Way make miracle work. Promise keep light in the darkness. My God, that is who you are. One more time as an anthem to his name we sing. Way make miracle work, promise keep light in the darkness. My God, that is who you are. King of glory, fill this place. We just want to be. just want to be with you. King of glory, fill this place. We just want to be with you. We just want to be with you. So we'll sing hallelujah. Till you come again, 
Lord, you'll find us. We'll be dancing in your presence until you come again. You'll find a church ready for you, Jesus. We will sing hallelujah until you come again. We're ready for you, Jesus. And we'll dance in your presence until you come up. If you could raise that up in the room where you are today, sing it as an anthem. We will sing hallelujah until you come again. And we'll dance in your presence until you come again. One more time, lift it up to Jesus, sing it out. We will sing hallelujah until you come again. Hear the cry of our heart, Jesus, and we'll dance in your presence. We'll dance in your presence. We'll dance in your presence. We'll dance in your presence, King of glory. We just want to be with you. We just want to be with you. One more time, sing it out. We sing, King of glory, fill this place. We just want to be with you. Oh, we just, just want to be with you. Praise the Lord, everyone. Greetings in Jesus' name on this beautiful sunny day, Sunday, the day that the Lord hath made. I count it an honor to be able to spend some time with you again today. And I know when we get together, we're going to cherish the moments we have together in fellowship like we've never cherished them before. And... Uh, I don't know about you, but I am glad we can get together, even if it's just online, to sing and pray together and spend this time together. I hope that you will treat this like a church service. I hope in your home there that you're putting everything else aside. I hope the videos are not going or the music are going. I hope that you kind of turn everything off and the family would focus for a few moments on the Word of God in this time together. We really need the Word of the Lord in these days in which we are living. We need a word of hope, and we need to be praying. So, if you would, I'd like for you to join with us as Damien and them have already been singing. I hope that it, each and every one of these services, while they're singing, that you'll be just like us and join right in with them as they lead us in worship not just sit there and listen because it's not about entertaining. I hope that you will worship the Lord, sing, even raise your hands. We do. And just feel the presence of God and let the Holy Ghost minister to you because we're doing the worship part also because we are trying to prepare us to hear the Word of God. We could just play some canned music and, uh, and intro the sermon with just some canned music but that's not what we desire to do we want to give you just a little bit of the atmosphere of being in the house of God at the palace of praise 
And so I hope you'll join with us during that time of worship. And as I'm preaching today, I will not be able to hear you, but if I say something you agree with, then why don't you say amen? And if somebody is beside you, it might be all right if you just high-five them or something. Let them know that you agree with what your pastor's saying today. Again, I hope all of you have been doing well this week. Again, we have some prayer requests. And as we have been praying, I want us to continue to pray for our nation and yet for this entire world. I want us to pray for President Trump and Vice President Mike Pence and those that have lost their jobs at the Palace of Praise. We have more that lost their jobs this week. And those that are sick with the virus, um, thank the Lord, I don't believe anybody in our church has been confirmed to have the virus. Some people may have thought that they may have some of the symptoms, but thank God that we don't have anybody that's in the hospital in critical condition from this, and thank the Lord for keeping us. And then let's pray for Bishop and Sister Frances also, and for her health, and she's taking radiation for her cancer, and let's pray for her during this time. And then Rocky's wife lost an aunt this week to the virus, and also her grandfather passed away from natural causes also, so we need to be praying for Rocky Crane's family this this week also. And uh, hopefully some of you may be able to reach out to them and let them know um, that you're thinking about them and praying for them. And let's pray for our neighboring churches. Brother and Sister Brock, and Brother and Sister Wiggins, Brother and Sister Huffman, Brother and Sister Williams, Brother and Sister Barbosa, and then also our district superintendent, Brother Graves, and all of our neighboring churches. Let's pray for them. And then also let's pray for Brother Aaron. And he's been working a lots of hours, and thank God for that in his job. And um, we need to pray that God will help him find a nice used car to be able to get to work. I believe God knows where we are, and I believe God can answer our prayers. So would you join with me, and let's pray. I, just like we're at church right now, and we would join together, and we'd all be praying. Let's do that, even though you're in your home, and, and I'm here. Let's still go ahead and pray uh, and join together. Lord Jesus, we are thankful again, O oh God. Lord, for our nation, O oh God, and thankful, Lord, that you have blessed us, God, richly in this nation. Right now, God, this nation, O oh Lord, is going through a valley. This nation, O oh God, is facing something that they cannot change. And Lord Jesus, you are the only one that can take control of this situation and make it different. I pray, God, for our nation, Lord, and for the world. All of those, God, that are in the very same situation that we find ourselves in, Lord. That this virus, God, is begin, beginning, God, to clamp down, Lord, on our lifestyle, Lord Jesus. And you, O oh God, know where each and every one of us are at even today. I pray, God, that you would be with President Trump and Vice President Mike Pence. Help these people, O oh God, in their position of leadership. I pray, God, that you would give them wisdom, Lord, and what to do and what to say, God, and how to lead this nation, Lord Jesus. And I pray, God, that you protect them, both physically, O oh God, and also, Lord, for those that might desire, O oh God, to destroy them also. I pray, Lord, that you would put a hedge about them. And I pray, God, for those at the Palace of Praise and also other members of the United Pentecostal Church that have lost their jobs, that, 
Lord, you would help them during this time. And God, that you would provide, Lord, for their needs and keep them each and every one safe. I pray, God, for those that are sick with the virus. Lord, you would touch those, those who are in critical condition. I thank you, Lord, for the answering prayers. Lord, that you have answered in regards to Sister Miranda. I'm thankful, God, that you have touched her. And others, Lord, that you have already healed and they have already been restored. And I'm thankful, God, for that. I pray, God, for Bishop and Sister Frances and for her health. Lord, that you would touch her, heal her body, and give her strength as she walks through this time. And also be with Bishop Francis and help him, God, as he also, Lord Jesus, is walking through this valley with her also. I pray, God, for Rocky's wife and, Lord, for the family there. That, God, that you would be with them, Lord, during this time of loss. That you, God, would comfort them. For you are truly our comforter, God. You are our strength and our hope and our help. Be with them, Lord, in all the decisions that they need to make. And I pray, God, that you would also be with her grandmother, Lord, in the loss of that man in her home and in her life. Pray, God, that you would bring peace, Lord, into their lives at this time. I pray, God, for our neighboring churches. You see each and every pastor Every saint of God that sits on those pews, Lord, or would be sitting on those if the church was open even today. But God, that you would bless them, keep them, put a hedge, Lord, round about them, give an anointing. Pray, God, that you would anoint each and every pastor, God, with wisdom and direction and words of counsel and helping, oh Lord, uh, each and every individual that will walk through, through this difficult time. I pray, God, that you would also provide a car for Brother Aaron. Lord, I am thankful, God, that you have blessed him and kept him. You've kept all of the saints of God healthy, Lord, so far and kept us through this virus. And I thank you for that, Lord. But would you provide, God, a car for him to be able to get back and forth to work. God, I know, Lord, that you hear our prayers today, and we have confidence, God, that you would answer according to your perfect will. In the name of Jesus, we pray, and everybody said amen. Today, I want to draw your attention to Hosea chapter 2. I preached from this portion of Scripture two or three years ago, and I just felt, felt to go back and preach from this portion of Scripture again. We're going to look at verse 15 through verse 17 first, but then we're going to look at some other verses in Hosea chapter 2. Hosea chapter 2, and if you have your Bible, you're, I invite you to read along with us, and it'd be great if you do. Hosea chapter 2 and verse 15 says, And I will give her her vineyards from thence, and the valley of Achor for a door of hope. And she shall sing there as in the days of her youth and as in the day when she came up out of the land of Egypt. And it shall be at that day, saith the Lord, that thou shalt call me Ishai, and shall call me no more Bale. For I will take away the names of Balaam out of her mouth, and they shall no more be remembered by their name. And then I want to draw your attention to verse 13 and 14, which precedes what we just read. And I did this intentionally today. Verse 13 says, And I will visit upon her the days of Balaam, wherein she burnt incense to them, and she decked herself with earrings and jewels, and she went after her lovers and forgot me, saith the Lord. 
Therefore, behold, I will allure her and bring her into the wilderness and speak comfortably unto her. And then that's when he said, and I will give her her vineyards from thence. I want to speak today about the door of hope. The door of hope. The next two weeks, this Sunday and then next Sunday, I will be speaking on the subject of hope. And today, the message is the door of hope. In chapter 1 and 2, we have the record of God's dealing with Israel at a period of national apostasy and backsliding. It is evident that God does not think slightly of sin. He didn't back in those days, and He doesn't in the year 2020. America should take heed to what history tells us, because it reveals us to us the character of God. We learn from history that the first consequence of national sin is national judgment, inflicted or meted out by a rejected God. In this record of the history of Israel, we can see His divine love, which is designed to win back the heart of the backslider. The love of God that you feel today is not pushing you away, but it desires to draw you unto a loving God. See, the cross of Calvary has always spanned the gap of sin. And thank God for His blood. Can somebody say amen to that? It is interesting to observe the process that God uses to win us back to Him. He begins by opening our eyes to the emptiness of all these things in which we have sought our satisfaction. And I believe that's what's going on in our nation right now and around the world. God waits for His opportunity to allure us into the wilderness. He brings us into the wilderness to change our focus. And again, that's what's going on right now. It can be a painful process, this opening of our eyes when God is doing it. But look again at verse number 14. It says, Therefore, behold, I will allure her and bring her into the wilderness and speak comfortably unto her. Another Version of the Bible says this, Therefore, behold, I will allure her and bring her into the wilderness and speak to her heart. He allures us into the wilderness to draw us away from our love for and our confidence in earthly things. Then when we are prepared, can I put it this way? Then when He has isolated us, from our crutches and our devices and our distractions, He can then speak to our heart without our heart being distracted. This world makes an appeal for our human senses and works on our intellect. And then God desires to speak to our heart. God said, I will give her her vineyards. I believe today that God desires to bring a restoration to someone who is listening to me. How many of you desire to be restored and refilled afresh? Brother Sparks, why are we going through this great trouble? We look around us at times and we see no hope at all. Is God a liar? He promised us hope, but all we have is doubt and fear at this time. If we are to get into the vineyards 
of promise. We must enter them through God's appointed door. According to our scripture text, the passage to the door of hope passes through the valley of Achor. We live in a world that has no hope and it affects the church. It affects us psychologically. It affects us spiritually. Our faith is hindered by the news and circumstances we encounter. What this world needs and perhaps individuals that are hearing my voice right now is a door of hope. A way out of this hideous desolation of our own despair. Only God can provide a door of hope for hopeless humanity. I said only God can give us that door of hope or our hope is in vain. Can somebody say amen right now? Do we really want a door of hope for our soul? I believe God wants, and what God wants, He gets. He wants a church and a lighthouse in this world. He wants a church that is full of hope. He wants a church that is sold out completely to Him. How many of you want what God wants? Then God shows us in the Scripture that the door of hope is just beyond the valley of Achor. The valley of Achor is mentioned three times in Scripture. Joshua chapter 7. Isaiah 65, and then in our scripture text tonight in Hosea chapter 2. We find it in our text today. Physically, this was the name of a valley near Jericho. Anybody ever heard of Jericho before? The first and the greatest victory that Israel had. It was named after a man that many of you will recognize his name, Achan. The Valley of Achor recalls a national repentance for a national sin. A sin that was committed by one, but it affected all. There they began to enjoy the substance of the promised land and eat of the corn of the land. But God changed the view of the people about this place. God made this place a place of trouble, a place of greatest purging. Sin will always make the most heavenly place a place of trouble. I'm going to say that again. Sin will always make the most heavenly place and a place that appeals to the flesh a place of trouble. Achor is Hebrew for trouble. And it was chosen for its likeness to Achan, the troubler. Achan's sin was not an open scandal which brought dishonor on the cause of God by its publicity, folks. Secret sins are more common than public sins. Those who commit such sins are tempted to convince themselves that because they are not doing them openly or involving others, they are not really that bad. If no one else is involved or no one else knows, then what damage is being done, Pastor? Achan persuaded no one to join him in his act of disobedience. He didn't even get his family involved in the act of disobedience. But his family was totally involved in the time of judgment. What judgments may be coming the way of innocent people because of the actions of those in secret? The strength of the church lies in the secret prayers and deeds of saints that get a hold of God in their closet of devotion. It isn't about living for God on Wednesday, Sunday morning, and Sunday night alone. It is not 
about the show and the blow. It is about living for God 24-7 and being totally sold out to God. When no one knows and no one sees, can somebody shout amen? God is needing a people that isn't worried about what other people think of them. Their main concern is just making sure they please God. Oh, hallelujah. See, the weakness of the church doesn't lie in the strength of the enemy. The enemy cannot stop this church from having revival. We stop ourselves from having a revival. Let me say it again. The weakness of the church doesn't lie in the strength of the enemy, but in the secret unbelief and sins of her children. This is what weakens the fabric and the resolve of the church. These sins are what brings disunity to the body. These sins are what brings strife and contention to the church. We are captivated by the outward actions of some, but I believe the real cause lies under covers of deception and deceit. They are nestled behind doors of self-righteousness and pride. They are finding refuge in the homes of so-called saints. They are being buried under the covering of a house of cards. Now I ask you again, do you really want to go through the door of hope? I personally believe that God is leading us to the door of hope through the valley of Achor. How many of us will abandon our hope in God during the journey through this valley? There is a reason that God led them through the valley of Achor. One statement sums it up. It was a place of purging and cleansing. It was a place of purging and cleansing. Brother Sparks, this is such a depressing message today and a message of despair. It's a message of hopelessness. No, it isn't. God wanted to take them through the door because of what was on the other side of the door. Hear me. God wanted to take them through the door of hope for what was on the other side of the door. Hopeless is where when there is no way out. Let me say it again. Hopelessness is when there is no way out. Then that's a room with no doors, just walls. But folks, doors provide us with a way to go through. A door is an opportunity to move from one place to another place. And I believe God is leading us and leading this nation and this world, maybe through the valley of Achor, because He's leading us to a door of hope. God has a place that He wants us to be, but there needs to be a place where there needs to be a purging, there needs to be a cleansing, and there needs to be some things gotten rid of. There were some things that were buried underneath the rocks when the children of Israel left that valley and headed toward their promised land. And I believe there's going to need to be some things that we get out of our lives. I believe there's some things that we're going to have to remove out of our lives, some things that may be hidden in our closet right now. There may be some music we've downloaded onto our phone that the Holy Ghost is talking to you right now and He's put you into this valley along with many of others of, of us that we may be able to examine where we are and examine what we are doing. Maybe God is dealing with us with some things that we are hiding from other people and God is saying, hey, I want to lead you to a door of hope, but we got to go through the valley of Acor because you've got to put some things underneath the rock. You've got to put them under the covering of the blood of Jesus 
Jesus Christ before we can get to the door of hope. Can somebody shout amen? I believe God is dealing with someone right now. I believe God is dealing with us as individuals to maybe we need to go into our rooms and pull some clothes out that we shouldn't be wearing and get rid of them at this time and bury them in the garbage right now. And maybe it's time that we take some CDs and maybe even some DVDs and we break them up. Why? Because God is leading us to a place of hope. Can somebody again shout amen? Hosea chapter 2 and verse number 16 said, And it shall be at that day, saith the Lord, that thou shalt call me Ishai, and shall call me no more Bale. These two names are mentioned in this verse, and the second is Bale. It's a term used in the King James Version that refers to a subservient relationship, either to a ruler or to a master. Because of Israel's idolatry, the prophet Hosea, Use the term to explain God's relationship to the nation as one of a master over a servant rather than one of a loving husband. Isha is something different. It's symbolic name of God used by the prophet Hosea signifying the close relationship which God desired with his people. God said that they would get to the place that they would stop recognizing their position as just one of a servant, but they would move into a close relationship with God. Oh, can I preach to someone here today that you would listen to me today? Some of us have lost our will to live for God because we view our position as one of only a servant answering to a Lord or to a master. The law of God has become a noose and a yoke about our neck. We dress the way we dress because it's our duty and it's due to our master. It's what's demanded of us by our master. Or for some, it's what's required for them to hold a leadership position or be on the platform. I watch people who have looked so holy and so godly on the outside until they lost their position, and then all of a sudden they didn't care anymore, and the real Aiken came out. All of a sudden, what was hidden underneath the floor came out. What was hidden in the closet that they were not wearing to church, all of a sudden they started to wear. I believe God is leading the church through that valley of Acor. Why? Because God is sending us to a place of purging to lead us to a door of hope. We go to church because that's what's expected. To, of me by my master. We pay our tithes because we want to look good to pastor. We go to the prayer room to impress others because we are being a good little servant. But God says, I'm taking you through the valley of Acor, the valley of trouble, not because I'm seeking to destroy you, but I am seeking to change you. I'm going to say it again because God is seeking to change us. If God wanted to destroy us, He only needs but to to speak the word, but God uses the process to achieve his goals. But he wants to take us through the valley of Achor to bring us back to our first love. We then will pray because we love to talk to our heavenly lover. We will dress and act 
godly, not because it's our duty, but because of a genuine love for God. We will hunger and thirst after righteousness and desire to get closer to God, not because we are the servants to a master, but because we are the sons and the daughters of our loving Heavenly Father. He's more to me than just a master or a Lord. He's my Heavenly Father, yet He's the lover of my soul. Oh, hallelujah. Somebody shout amen right now. Can you feel the Holy Ghost? Can you feel the dealing of God as He's dealing with you right now? You may need to put it on pause right now and go get some things taken gear. If you may want to put this thing on pause right now and get on your knees and begin to pray, I'm telling you, God's talking to someone and God's trying to get a hold of somebody's mind and heart right now. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost moving right now. Oh, in the name of Jesus, work your will. Talk, God, to us, God. Deal with us, Lord Jesus. What is the effect of passing through the door of hope? What is the blessed whole fruit and effect of these gracious dealings of God with us in this wilderness? Well, I'm going to look at Hosea chapter 2 and verse 15, but before I do, I want to read you from Hebrews chapter 4. Again, a very familiar portion of Scripture. Hebrews chapter 4, as you turn there in verse 14. Verse 14 of Hebrews chapter 4. Seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens. Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession. For we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly into the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Then look at verse 15 of our scripture text in Hosea 2, and I will give her her vineyards from thence and the valley of Achor for a door of hope, and she shall sing there as in the days of her youth and as in the days when she came up out of the land of Egypt. I want to sing that again. Read it again so you can just get your mind around this. I will give her a vineyard from thence and the valley of Acord for a door of hope. Now pay close attention. And she shall sing there as in the days of her youth, as in the day when she came up out of the land of Egypt. Did you get that phrase, those four words where it says, and she shall sing there? There was a song in her heart. The joy of the Lord is my strength. We need to sing like we did when we came up out of Egypt. He's trying to renew in us by taking us through the valley back to our first love. We should not be the same church that we were two weeks ago, three weeks ago, four weeks ago. I believe when the do doors of the church are open again, we'll never miss church again with a hangnail or a manufactured excuse just to miss church. We won't ask to spend extra time at work so we won't have to go to church. We won't find excuses for us not to be able to go to church. We're going to cherish the handshake of our brothers and our sisters and boy do I miss that I can't wait to put my arms around you and to hug your neck and to begin just to pray for you I can't wait again that I can anoint your head with oil and begin to pray for you physically hopefully we'll never take for granted 
those blessings again. We need to return to the same fervor that we had as a young convert because the verse said she's going to start singing as she sung when she was young. We need to sing like we were new converts. We need to worship like we are new converts. We loved everyone and everyone was a saint when we were first in this valley of Acor that we are passing through right now might just be leading us to the door of hope. Where is the door of hope. Where is that place of revival? It's a door of a hope that I believe it's not just for me and it's not just for you, but I believe it's for your, your lost family, those that need to know who God is. I believe God's leading us through this and they're walking through this. Why? Because God is leading them to the door of hope. God's getting the attention of people like we have never seen before. I've been placed, posting things now twice this week. We've done Facebook live we have literally had tons of people that have been watching this thousand a thousand people I believe have already watched that Facebook live but these this is the great thing we've had backsliders that have been messaging us we've got backsliders that have been reaching out to us for prayer honey they're going through the valley of Acor and they're looking for a door of hope where is the door of hope John 10 and 7 said then said Jesus unto them again. Verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. Yes, Jesus is the door of hope. And as we walk through this valley of Acor, I only want to challenge you. Keep your eyes on the door. Keep your eyes on Jesus. We need to be able to keep our eyes on that door of hope because that's the only hope we have. If we get the virus and pass away, we still have a hope in Christ Jesus because he will keep us through this but if he don't we're going to walk on streets of coal so what is Jesus I'll tell you what he is he's that hope on the cross the death the burial and the resurrection I believe the valley is leading us to the door why so that we can hear the voice of God Peter said and he said repent and we need to be repenting. We need to be baptized in the name of Jesus for the remission of sins. And we need to be filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Again, God is leading us and leading this nation through the valley of Achor toward the door of hope. So then let us therefore come boldly into the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Oh, I believe it's time that we pray to Jesus, our door of hope. Could I just ask you right now to join together with those that may be in the room with you right now. And if you're by yourself, then would you just join with me as we begin to pray as God begins to deal with us. Don't get discouraged. Keep your eyes on the door. You need to keep your eyes on the door. I believe it's a red door because it's covered with the blood of Jesus Christ. Just keep your eyes on the door. Keep your eyes on God as you walk through this time. You, can, you may find out when we get through this thing, this is one of the greatest things that ever happened to our church and happened to the apostolic movement and happened to this nation and happened to this world. Because if folks find God again and find that door of hope, then it will have been worth walking through this difficult time. Could we pray, God, you, Lord Jesus, are the God of hope. You are the God, Lord, that has given each and every one of us hope, not because of who we are, but because of who you are. 
tonight, oh God, today. I mean, I've turned my eyes, Lord, into the King of glory. I pray, God, for everyone, Lord, that has heard this message today and those, God, that are praying right now and, Lord, that are trying, God, to reconnect with you. Lord, I pray, give strength to those, Lord, that need to make some tough decisions and those, God, that need to go uncover some things, Lord Jesus, that they have put, God, under the covering. Oh, Lord, uncover some things, God, that they have hidden from you, thinking, God, that you did not know. But yet, Lord, all things are open, God, and all things are naked, Lord, to the eyes of a God who is omniscient. Lord God, I'm asking right now, give strength unto them, Lord, to carry those things, oh God. Bear those things, Lord, under the rock, Christ Jesus, and let them be covered by you and by your blood, Lord. Give them strength to make the tough decisions right now, and I pray, God, that you would lead them, Lord, where they need to walk, God, and your perfect will to be done in each and every one of our lives. If you need the Holy Ghost, you can have it in your home right now. As you begin to repent and ask God to forgive you, then all you need to do after you have put everything on the altar and you've uncovered everything and put it all out there for God to see because he already knows then you can begin to worship and praise God and you can receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost right now in your home oh Lord in the name of Jesus fulfill your will again it's been great to be able to be with you today and I pray God would keep each and every one of you if you need me you know how to get in contact with me and if you're looking to get in contact with an apostolic preacher then if you're not hearing this and you're not close to the Palace of Praise in the Beaverton and the Loa area, then you know what? I encourage you to find the United Pentecostal Church near you. Make contact with the pastor there. There's a church that is waning with open arms to receive you and pray for you. And if you want to reach out to the Palace of Praise, you can reach us online at the palaceofpraiseupc.com. Again, palaceofpraiseupc.com. And you can go on there and also text if you would like me and email us and we will respond to those emails. But God bless you and keep you in Jesus' name.
want the Lord to meet us in this room. Somebody just give a praise.